Hey everybody and welcome to episode two of Hope Dealers. We want to thank everybody that listened last week. Thank you for making episode one a great success. We want to thank you for all the people who liked and commented upon our YouTube page. We want to thank everyone who uh, downloaded the episode from Buzzsprout. We're very happy that we're on all the major platforms now. iHeartRadio, Spotify, you can find us just about anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So thank you for making us a success. And please pray for us that uh, it just continues to go well. For this, we feel, is a, a project that is ordained by God. And it's not through anything that we do, but it's for His glory. So Amen. please pray for us. Yes. And uh, we just want to ask you guys to please uh, write to us. And we want to uh, apologize. We gave out the wrong email address last week. So the, the correct email address is hopedealers7777 at gmail.com. So if you have any testimonies, um, please please share them with us so you can be a, an inspiration to others. If you have any ideas for future guests, if you have any topics that you want to cover, and of course, if you have prayer requests, please either, either send them in the comments or send us an email, and we will make sure that we pray over them before the next episode. Absolutely. We want to hear from you, and we're just really excited to be here sharing with you, and we consider you family. You're our friends, so we definitely want to hear from you. And... Um, just to take a quick minute to introduce ourselves, my name is Billy Lyons. This is my sister and the Lord, Corey Sparks. And uh, the reason that we uh, decided to do this podcast is because uh, the Lord has helped us in so many ways. Yes. He's delivered me from uh, mental illness, depression, suicide attempts. And Corey, why don't you tell the folks just a little bit about, about your story? Yes. Well, God has delivered me from addiction. Um anger issues, oppression, depression. I mean, God has done so much for me, and I'm just here to share the good news and just let you guys know that there is hope, even in the most desperate situations when it seems that there is no hope, there is hope in Jesus. So we're just here to, to spread the good news. Absolutely, and that is a very, very good point. It yeah. doesn't matter what the situation is, our God is stronger. Yes. He is stronger, He is in control, and He will deliver you from whatever troubles that you face. Absolutely. So please uh, don't be afraid to call on Him. And uh, speaking of, of drugs, of course, we all know that that's one of the major problems, if not the most uh, terrible problem in our area. Yeah. There is an epidemic of illegal drugs in this area. And so we wanted to talk about that a little bit today in the first part of the episode. And um, one of the things that we wanted to investigate or talk about is is there a spiritual component to drugs uh, when you take a drug such as meth or heroin or whatever it may be is it just chemicals in your brain reacting to the drug or, or evil spirits also involved and so what we wanted to do is look at what the the bible the word of god has to say and it says that the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions. And so it's interesting to note that when it mentions witchcraft, <clears throat> in the original Greek in which it was written, the, the word used for witchcraft is pharmakia which means drugs. It means uh, it's, from the, it's where we get our word for pharmacy. So it's talking about drugs or as the spirit of witchcraft. 
And if you look in um, the Greek-English lexicon of New Te Testament language, it says, it defines pharmakia as the use of magic, often involving drugs, and the casting of spells upon people to practice magic, to cast spells upon, to engage in sorcery and magic. So this warning from the verse we just read in Galatians then tells us that by using drugs, which the Bible tells us is an act of the flesh, mm -hmm. it should not be done, it can open us up to demonic oppression. And uh, I don't, there, I've also read many testimonies of former addicts who tell of interactions with demons while they're using drugs. Are, are yeah. you familiar with anything like that, Corey? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've heard a lot of things, especially concerning methamphetamines. Um, that when you ingest it, you see demonic things. Um, you have a lot of fear, and the Bible tells us fear is a sign of torment. You know, so you're you're definitely tormented. Um, a lot of my friends that have experienced meth um, has told me like they will hear people talking to them. Um, they will run from things that's not there, but they truly believe that are there. Um, they'll see shadows, and I definitely feel like, especially meth, opens the door up to a spiritual mental attack, and probably some physical too. To be honest with you. It's definitely something that is very scary. Very scary indeed. And we know that the Bible tells us that the devil walks about the earth as a roaring lion seeking whom he may yes. devour. And, of course, he has an army of, of spirits that work for him, and their job is to destroy us, basically. Yes. Uh, so we, it, it makes perfect sense, especially in line with the passage that we just read, that not only does your, your body chemistry change when you mm -hmm. use drugs, but you're also under attack yeah uh for instance i've actually had a good friend call me and she's like the angels are here the demons are here um they just walked in my house like she was actually having a mental episode due to the meth and i'm just like look this is not real but at the time it's very real to them and i do think some parts of it could be real you know what they are experiencing is demonic though and and i've even heard people say like and they would have dreams like of uh end of time like rapture type stuff mm -hmm. and how bad it's going to be but it would freak them out because they were already so paranoid that they felt like they had to do something really drastic and a lot of times um it was very dangerous and and some bad things happened due to that i i, I understand that completely so even if they're not actual demons there. There's definitely an evil spirit associated with the drugs. So the best thing, of course, to do is just to, to stay away and yeah. uh, don't don't use drugs. Yeah, but if you are in that situation and you're already too far in, there is help out there. And Jesus is the answer because I know a lot of times people will say, well, just stop. Just quit. Well, don't you think they thought of that? You know, it's just really not that easy just to stop doing drugs, but there is help out there. You can reach out, and God is always near. Mm -hmm. Even when we are in the midst and in the middle of using and in our addiction, He's right there. And all we have to do is call on Him because He cares, and He does not want us tormented like that. No, He does not. Uh, it is our God's desire that we come to Him and uh, experience the peace and love that He offers through yes. His Son, Jesus Christ. So. If you're out there and you're currently, maybe right now, you're on drugs, you're, yeah. you're having bad bad experiences, please call upon the Lord Jesus yes. and he will help you. Yes, and if you write into us or you want to comment or private message one of us, we can point you into the direction to actually get into a facility and get some help.
Because there's a lot of help out there, and we have some resources. We would definitely be glad to do that. Yes. One of the most dangerous drugs out there right now is fentanyl. Yes. And I'm sure you've all heard about it. It's on the news all the time because it's killing a lot of people. Yeah, it is. And the reason that it's killing so many people is because it's so powerful. Yes. It's 100 times more powerful than morphine and 50 times more powerful than heroin. Yeah. So it only takes just a teeny tiny little bit to kill you. Yeah, like a grain of salt. It's mm-hmm. so small. And say you're buying heroin or they even have it in fake pills. Um, I've heard of anxiety medication. That Just look closely to the stamp of if you're buying a pill or whatever. I mean, we're not, you know, I hope you don't, but I'm just saying be careful because it's not just in heroin now. It is in pill form. Um, I even heard that they're doing like bright colored pills to try to attract the young people. So just be very careful because it's not just in heroin. Um, you can even buy straight fentanyl now. And what you don't see is what is inside of that bag is so strong. I mean, it could take down an elephant. So please be careful. And that's why we want to talk about Narcan as well. Um, because of the overdoses, if you have a loved one that is using, you need to have this on hand. And even if you don't say you're in food line parking lot and you see someone that you may think that is overdosing, you need to always have Narcan because it truly saves lives. It's very simple to use. Yeah. And it's free. Uh, you can, it, uh, I think it's free from the health department. Yeah, I think so. But uh, you can go to any pharmacy and there's a standing order that's already written in the state of Virginia. And what that means is you don't have to have your own prescription. You can just go to the pharmacy and ask them for uh, Narcan and they'll give it to you. Yes. And it's very, what it does is it immediately reverses the, all the effects of the opioid. Yeah. And it will uh, it can save someone's life, and a lot of times that's you know that's the difference between life and death. Absolutely, and it's so worth having, you know, because an addict's life matters. You know, they are somebody, and they just need help. So it it definitely saves lives. A lot of people like to look down on uh, people that are using drugs or say, you know. Um, they feel like they're better than that person. It's just somebody to look down on. But the 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 thing is, sin is sin. That's right. And uh, just I, I'm sure that we all have things in our lives that we don't want brought out. Uh, sin is sin, and one sin will send you to hell just as quickly as another. So please, just let's just all um, help each other. That's right. And a person in the middle of their addiction, they don't want to be that way. No. You know, they didn't aspire to be that when they were a little kid growing up they just got off the wrong path so we need to have compassion for our brothers and sister because this is a mental thing that they're fighting with it is it's a mental thing it's a physical thing and it's a spiritual thing which brings us to the question well what do you do how do you stop it and the answer is just like everything else bad you turn to jesus and the bible so we want to read a a few um uh, scripture verses and just um that has to do with uh, the Lord and what he will do to deliver you, not specifically drug addiction, but any problem, any yeah. difficulty, anything that you're facing in your life. And you're like, I can't stop this. I've tried. I've tried. I want to stop, but I can't. Right. This is how you do it. And 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yes. Jeremiah 17, uh, chapter 17, verse 14 Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved, for you are the one that I praise. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 29. Come to me, 
all of you who are tired from carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and put it on you and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in spirit, and in me you will find rest. And this verse is so true. If you're carrying something today that is just way too heavy for you, you need to give it to God because He wants to take this burden off you. It's like you're carrying around a backpack of rocks. Let Him lift this off of you. You don't have to carry it alone. Okay, Luke 4.18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of the sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. That's why Jesus came, so we could have that freedom in Him. So just reach out and grab it today. It's a free gift. It is. It's completely free. It's so free and so simple that a lot of people try to make it uh, more complicated than it is. Just call upon the Lord Jesus and He will be there and He will save you. Yes, He will. Uh, James four seventeen. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. John chapter 8, verse 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And finally, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will, let you, he will let you be tempted. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Yes, and I love those two verses. Going back to James 4, 17. Submit yourselves before the Lord and resist the devil. And I, I'm sure you, Billy, you can relate, you know, having some kind of thoughts that are not of God, some kind of temptation that comes to you, maybe oppression wants to set in. If we resist that and we call on the Lord, the, you know, the Bible tells us, exchange the you know the heaviness for worship and praise so when we start thinking about all the good things of God and we start worshiping him he will lift that heaviness from from us and if we keep resisting and fighting back with the word of God which is our weapon which is in our heart he has to flee Definitely. the enemy cannot stick around when Jesus is in the room That's... so that is what we have to do is call up on him because he is our power he is our power, and that's you're definitely right. There are many times when I have uh, thoughts that I shouldn't, or I can just feel um, the negative things starting to set in. Right. I'll start thinking about something I shouldn't. Um, just any little thing, you know, human just things. just human things, yeah. exactly. And if you dwell on these things, it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger, and it'll snowball. Yes, it and before you know it, you know, you're doing something that you don't want to do, but. Like just like Corey said, and just like these Bible verses tell us, if you call upon the Lord, and one thing that I like to do is uh, picture Jesus on the cross because he took all of our sins, yeah. all of our burdens on the cross. And so one thing I like to do is say I'm worried about my job or something bad happened about my job. I just picture Jesus on the cross and I see the words job problems. And I say, Lord, I give it to you. And it always goes away. Not, not necessarily the problem is solved, yeah. but I'm not worrying about it. I'm not letting it affect my life. I'm not letting it lead me into bad behavior. Yeah, it's like a spiral. Like you said, like that snowball you keep thinking about, it gets bigger. And, you know, a lot of our worries don't even happen like the worst case scenario that we plan in our mm -hmm. mind. They don't, it doesn't even happen like that. But I have to go back to Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtake you that is not common to man. God is faithful. And when we are tempted, he provides a way out. We'll say you are new in your recovery. You go in a convenience store, you see your dealer or someone you used to use with. That is a temptation right there. 
but God provides a way out. So we don't have to fall into that temptation. We need to walk the other way. Try to stay away from your triggers, people that are going to uh, be using or that you know have it. You need to just try to stay away from them. But if you can't completely, you know that God provides a way out. And we do not have to fall in that temptation because if you look around, there's a door. You can get out. You know, you don't have to be, you know, stewing in, inside of that temptation. You do not have to fall into it because the Bible tells us God provides a way out. So it is never impossible to resist a temptation. There's always that way out. And just like you were saying, Corey, one thing also that I do is whenever I feel like I'm in a bad mood, yeah. I just notice that I'm not, uh, things aren't going the way I should. they should be. Yeah. What I do is I turn on praise and worship music yes. and just uh, praise the Lord. And uh, evil, sin, cannot exist within praise. That's right. As we praise him, uh, the devil flees, and your, your spirit is refreshed by the spirit of the Lord. So yes. read your Bible. If you have a, a, a preacher you like to watch online, uh, any kind of Bible-based teaching, but praise and worship especially, sing your praises to the Lord, yeah. and he will be present, and he will deliver you, and, the, and all those bad things will go away because they have for me uh, on a regular basis. Absolutely. So uh, now we want to talk a little bit about parenting. And um, a lot of people, especially, I don't have kids, but, but Corey does. She has two, <laughs> two, two really great kids. Yes. And uh, a lot of people who have children, especially those with uh, drug abuse, addiction in their past, they feel guilty when they have to say no to certain behaviors. Like today, a lot of kids vape. A lot of kids mm -hmm. feel like marijuana is no big deal uh, since it's mostly legal every, a lot of places now. Yeah. So what do you do as a parent, especially when um, you have dr drug use, drug abuse in your past? What do you do when your kids say, well, not only are all my friends doing it, but you used to do it. You know, why yep. can't I do it? What do you do, Corey? Absolutely. Well, I dealt, you know, a lot with this. I know I shared last week about losing custody of my son. And when he came home, I had a lot of guilt, you know, for the things that I put him through, for the things that he had experienced due to my addiction. So, you know, at first it was like, okay, he wants to do this. Let's do this. He wants to watch this. He wants to stay up. Well, God kind of revealed to me, we're not going to get anywhere parenting and guilt. Mm -hmm. We are moving forward here, and that's why the windshield is so big. The review is so small. Let's not look back. It's not going to do anyone any favors living in the past. I'm not going to be an effective mother if I'm living in the past because the Bible tells us we have to correct our children. You know, and even when we're coming from a place of shame and we've made a lot of mistakes, we still have to be that parent because kids thrive when they know they're safe, when they have a bedtime, when they have a schedule, when they know how the household is going to work out. Kids need structure. So it's really important for us to say no sometimes, you know, when we need to say no, because kids don't need to go through life thinking they can always get their way and they can play the card. Well, you did this. You wasn't there for me or you failed me in this way. You didn't show up, you know, but I'm here now. I'm here now and we're going to do this thing and we're going to do it together and we're going to live and we're going to learn. We cannot stay stuck in our past. We have to keep it moving. Right. You can you can tell the kid you can say, look, I, I know that I did this and look what yeah. happened. Look yeah. what I, it separated me from you for yes. however many years and my right. own life was a shambles. So what I'm trying to do is try to, to keep you um, 
from not, from not making the mistakes yes. that I did, for so that your life will be different. But it's just like you say, Corey. The Bible tells us that we are new creations when we come to Jesus. Yes. And we are new creations and, and the old things have passed away. So we, it, it does no good to dwell on the past. And we can tell our kids this. Uh, look, this is all new. And, and you know, I want to be your friend. We are friends, but I'm your parent first yes. and foremost. And there's going to be times when you have to say no to your kids. And, um, Absolutely. Be- and I, I think what's really important is letting them know, look, I'm sorry. And asking them for that forgiveness mm-hmm. for not being there and the mistakes you made. Like, them truly knowing, like, I'm sorry, but that's why we have to be different. That's why we have to do different and put Jesus first. Mm-hmm. And they need to know that he's the center of your life because he'll become the center of their lives, too. Because I'm living from experience of that. Because I definitely was going the wrong way. But then, you know, when I repented, I turned from my sin to God. And my children, they are believers and they put God first and they're full of faith. So just know today that there is hope. There is hope. Yes. And this brings me to one of my favorite uh, Bible verses, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. It tells us that we should start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And I'm a perfect example of this because my parents were good people and they made sure that uh, when I was a kid uh, I was in church every time the door was open I was at church services I didn't go to the well, there was no really no ch- kids church back then but um, I would go to the actual church service my whole life and yeah. I go to Sunday school youth groups and even though I did fall away from the Lord I, I came back he wouldn't let me go and I think a large part of it is because you know I was saved when I was young who knows you know you can if, you, if you're not saved when you're young, your heart can become hardened to the Lord. Yeah, and he was you, getting those seeds planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as with everything else, the Bible proves true. So uh, just be honest with your kids. Tell them all the mistakes you've made. Don't, you know, don't try to deceive them because kids are smart. They know. They do. And uh, just be honest with them. Tell them, look, this, we, we're all new, and we're going to go to church. We're going to follow Jesus, and we're going to base our life on him because that's where the goodness comes in. And uh, that's why all these changes, good changes, have happened. Yeah, absolutely. And another Bible verse is Proverbs thirteen twenty four. Whoever spoils the rod hates their children. But the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Um, it's not necessarily talking about spanking when it says spare a don't rod. Don't take a rod to your children. No. <laughs> no. No, don't do that. No, I just think it's telling us to correct our children. Because if we correct our children, we love our children just like our father corrects us because he loves us. So when we're on this wrong path, it's not going to be comfortable because our father is up there. He's correcting us, you know, and and the Bible says, you know, he chastises those he loves. So we have to make sure our children are on the right track and we have to discipline them um, because if we don't, they're going to be out of control. So it's for everyone's best interest. You know, we have to, you know, discipline them. We do. Yeah. And just remember the promise of the Bible. If uh, do this, and uh, and God will be faithful. And yes. uh, when they grow, when they're grown, they will have Jesus in their lives. It's Absolutely. a promise. Okay, so we're going to switch topics a little bit now, and talk about something um, that is a point of worry for a lot of Christians, and that's whether is it possible to lose our salvation when we come to Jesus. Uh, we're saved. 
were saved uh, through his death and rebirth, through his shed blood. But what about what happens when we sin? You know, just because we're saved doesn't mean we're perfect. We still sin in our lives. And what happens if there's a time when we just um, fall away? Are we still saved? Or, uh, you know, do we have to get saved again and again and again? And uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of people debate about this. But if you look at the Bible, I'm convinced that we do not lose our salvation, that we are saved once and forever and uh, for all for all time. And, of course, we are going to sin, but that doesn't mean that uh, the Lord is going to cast us away every time we commit a sin. Yeah, I think it's important to know, you know, we are sinful creatures. That doesn't mean that we live in our sin, that we um, glorify our sin. No, I feel like when you have the Holy Spirit, when you sin, you're immediately convicted. You know, God's going to deal with your heart, and that's when you ask for forgiveness. You know, like, we all fall short. We are, like Billy said, we're not perfect people. But when we do sin and we do fall short, we need to say, God, help us. I'm sorry. You know, ask for forgiveness. That doesn't mean you're unsaved. Now, if you completely turn from God, and you're in a different lifestyle, you know, I feel like you need to come back to God and and repent for sure because, you know, you need His covering over your life. And like Corey says, God will arrange circumstances in your life that will bring you back. If if you decide, well, you know, I'm saved. I can do whatever I want. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel like people do that because when you come to the Lord in repentance and you accept Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit lives inside you and he changes you so that uh, you produce good fruits in your life. But uh, if, if you do make mistakes and you don't return to him, you don't come to him to repent, you know, and, and, um, get instruction then he will he will instruct you and he will he will bring you back uh basically whether you want to or not because he is faithful and and once we are saved we are saved but that doesn't mean we're just we can just fall off into sin anytime we want no because i feel like if you do choose to turn from him completely and you know the christian walk of faith in that lifestyle well you're kind of on your own then so you definitely have to come back to god in with a repentance heart so let's look at, um, here on Hope Dealers, we turn to the Bible for our answers. Yes. And uh, because it's really the, the, the Word of God is our, is our standard. God, yes. So let's look at some Bible verses. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you with an eternal love. And this verse says that God loves us always. It means that His love is not unchanging. Uh, human love can be fickle, but God's love never changes. It doesn't That's depend right. on what we do. God loves us eternally. And John John chapter 1, verses 12 through 13 says, Yet to all who did receive them, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children not born of natural descent nor of human decision or of somebody's will, but born of God. It's God's decision. It's God's will that, that you be saved. And um, God is not going to change his mind. That's right. God wants you to be near to Him. That's why Jesus came and died, so that we could be saved. He came to save the world, not to condemn the world. And John chapter 10, verses 28 through 29 says, And I give to them eternal life, and they shall by no means punish, perish forever, and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father is greater than all. This is Jesus speaking, and no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. 
Yes. It says, I give to them eternal life. It doesn't say, I give to them eternal life if they do what the law says. It says, I, basically, Jesus is telling us that this is a free gift yes. and that it can't be taken away. That's right. So the enemy can't steal your salvation. He doesn't have that kind of power. And we keep on going down. Hebrews 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today, yes, even forever. So just like we were talking about uh, Jesus doesn't change. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't change his standard of salvation. When he died on that cross and, and the Father raised him up, our sins were cast away forever. Yes, once they and for were. All. And I have to say that if you have a promise for God, from God, and he has told you something about your life or your purpose or your family, and it's not looking right, just know that God doesn't change his mind. He's not going to take that promise back. Sometimes the enemy comes in and we have to deal with trials and things don't look exactly like God said that they were going to be, but that's where our faith comes in and we have to hold on to that promise and just pray for God's will to be done in our life because God's not going to take back that promise. So you stand firm on it and you walk in his will and it will come to pass. And if the devil could get you worrying about every uh, every five minutes whether you're saved or not, what are you going to be able to do for the Lord? Yeah. You're not going to be able to live the life that he's called you to leave because you're always going to be afraid and worried uh, so so please don't don't worry and let's let's keep going with the bible verses yes. it's john chapter 6 verse 37 says all that the father gives me will come to me and him who comes to me i shall by no means cast out by no means cast out that means that there is no way that jesus is going to cast you out it means just what it says it means so again uh, just gives us security yeah. Hebrews 10, 8 through, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 8 through 10. First, he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. Then he said, here I am, I have come to do your will. So uh, he sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Again, we have the saying once and for all. And finally, uh, John 17, verse 4, talks about Jesus sitting down at the right hand of the Father after God had raised him from the dead. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. When Jesus was on the cross, he, he said, it is finished. Yeah. And then when he rose and went into heaven to sit down at the right hand of the Father, that completed it once and for all. And it just even if you, the, the Bible, so the Bible tells us that our salvation is secure. But just think about it from a common sense point of view. Suppose um, if you could lose your salvation just by committing a sin, you wouldn't be able to live your life because you'd be afraid of every little thing. Say that uh, you got mad and said a bunch of curse words. And then before you could ask for forgiveness, you walked outside and a, a, a tree fell on you and you died. Now, if you could lose your salvation, you're going to hell. But it just doesn't make sense. Jesus doesn't have to be crucified over and over again every time you sin. The Bible says very clearly that it was once and for all. Yeah. So please don't let the devil rob you of your happiness and your uh, joy. And your peace. Because the Bible says we all fall short, you know, and that's all of us. None of us are perfect people, but you're not going to lose your salvation because you've sinned. And don't feel like, well, I sinned, I done messed up. I'm going to go out here and, 
you know, do whatever I want. Um, no, just ask for forgiveness. God is not this angry father waiting to strike us down. You know? In fact, um, because of the covenant of grace, he tells us that he will never be angry with us again. He uh, corrects us through love and through the, his word and through the Holy Spirit. But you don't have to worry about God uh, striking you down with lightning because you make a mistake, even if it's a big mistake. He is faithful in what he said that he would do. And we are saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Turn please, from your sins to him. Yes. That's and call upon him and let him change you because he will. That's right. So, um, finally, we're getting a little bit closer to the end of the episode. It's almost time to things to wrap things up. But I'd like to share a message that I received from the Lord last week. Um, the Father told me that someone out there, a male, who listened to our podcast last week has purchased a gun and that he is uh, planning on using that gun to commit suicide. And I would just like to speak directly to this person and just say, God loves you. Jesus died for you. And he, he died so that you may have a, a wonderful life, a wonderful life filled with joy. And as someone that suffered from mental illness, I, I understand what, that it, sometimes you just feel like you can't go on. Sometimes you just feel like life is so bad you don't want to go on. But after returning back to the Lord, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm healed. I don't even know what depression feels like anymore. So please just let me tell you, your life is a precious gift from God. And if there are resources out there, you can call 988, which is similar to 911, but it's specifically for mental health crises. Or you could call 911 and speak to someone from emergency services. You can write to Corey or myself. Hope Dealers 7777 at gmail.com. We will be glad to meet with you, to take you to somebody, to do whatever it takes to yes. stop this. And Father, I'd just like to pray now in the name of Jesus Christ that you be with this brother, that you will just break the hand of the devil from upon him, that you will break the, the spirit of suicide, of depression, that you will bind it, that you will cast it out in the name of Jesus by the power of his shed blood, that this young man or whoever he is will come to salvation through Jesus Christ the Lord and experience the health and the healing that can only come from your precious son. I ask this in Jesus' name. So please reach out for help. Absolutely. And um, I wanted to let you guys know that we're having a guest next week. Uh, Dr. Martin O'Field will be with us, and he is very knowledgeable, well, about a lot of things, but when it comes to addiction and how it affects the chemistry of our brain. um, So he'll be uh, informing us a lot about that. Annie has a book out, um, and it's it's kind of like the first year in recovery. It's a journal. Um, you can get it from Amazon, and he'll be sharing a lot about that next week. And we're just so excited that you guys are with us, that God is using us. We're his vessels. And write in. Let us know what topics that you would like us to talk about. Write in with prayer requests, comments, um, just whatever. We, we want to hear from you. We do. And one last thing before we go, um, maybe you've been listening and all this stuff sounds very strange to you. Yeah. Things like salvation, uh, you don't know who Jesus is, you've heard about Jesus and you're curious. Well, there's a reason that that you tuned into this episode today. Um, Yeah. Maybe someone's praying for you. Maybe uh, you've just been curious, but the bottom line is the Lord is speaking to you. And... uh, the reason that we're doing this is because Jesus has offered us salvation. Yes. Uh, each one of us has sins in our lives, sins that separated us from God, our Father, 
because he is a holy, just, and righteous God, and he cannot exist with sin. And the way that he solved this problem is he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die upon the cross. Jesus was a man, yet he was God. He, the Bible says he, he knew no sin, he did no sin, in him there was no sin. He lived 33 years on the earth, yet he did not sin. And because of this, he is the perfect sacrifice for all of our sin. Yeah. He became our sin on the cross. And uh, in turn, when he died and God rose him up, we received his righteousness. And uh, we are righteousness by him. And uh, when you come to Jesus and when you receive the gift of salvation, uh, all your sins are wiped away. And uh, you have a home in heaven with him forever, a home that cannot be taken away. And um, the Bible says in John three sixteen, whoever uh, for God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life says whoever that means anyone it says in romans 10 verses 9 he who confesses with his tongue that jesus is lord and believes in his heart that god raised him from the dead shall be saved it's as simple as that so please don't feel like that you have done something which says so bad that you can't be saved that god doesn't want you because he does he is there willing to meet you so just take a step out in faith and he will meet you with open arms so if you, if this is for you and God is speaking to you, please don't put it off because you don't know what tomorrow or even the next hour is going to bring. All you have to do is say this prayer with me now and invite Jesus into your life. Pray with me. Uh, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross to save me from my sins. I believe that you rose from the dead, that God raised you up from the dead on the third day, and I believe that you are alive now, sitting at the right hand of, of God the Father. I declare now, dear Jesus, that you are my Lord and my Savior of my life, and I thank you that I that I'm my home is now with you in heaven, that I'm forgiven for all my sins, and that I'm now called your child. In Jesus' name I pray, dear Lord. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, congratulations, you are a child of God. Yes. Nothing can take that away from you, ever. And if, please, write to us, hopedealers7777 at gmail.com. We want to celebrate with you. Uh, we want to talk to you. Please, everybody, just uh, as Corey said, send us your testimonies, send us your uh, prayer requests, your show ideas, anything. We want to hear from you. This is as much your podcast as it is ours. Yes. And with that, we will say goodbye, and we look forward to our special guest next week, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Have a good week. Bye.